Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santorelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. Alrighty, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be doing a review of a podcast that I was very interested in. Uh, I've listened to a few of these, but I don't think I've ever done a podcast on them. So the the title of this um, of this podcast is called Scamfluencers, and it's all about influencers who have actually scammed people. And so this one was a really fascinating story about this girl named Brittany Dawn who had a fitness fraud. So I'll be getting into that in just a minute. But first, I just wanted to do a little recap of uh, my personal week and everything that's going on health-wise for me. So I am now in Maine. I've been here since, let's see, I landed on Saturday and it's freezing, <laughs> but it's really nice to be home with my family. Uh, I I definitely don't work out as consistently here. Um, I don't have a gym here, so it's I don't know. I just kind of go into hibernation mode when I when I get home. Uh, I did do some yoga in the airport, and then I did do some push-ups the other day just because I was feeling extra fluffy with all of the you know, bagels I've been eating. I've been like ODing on bagels. And so I just wanted to do a little something, something. So I, I might do some yoga today or try to go for a walk. I've been doing little tiny walks, but nothing, nothing big. I, I don't know. I have this like, not a blister, but something on the back of my heel that's been bothering me. It, it was bothering me before I left home. Actually, the last day I was home, I didn't even run on the treadmill. I just walked in like socks because this, I don't know, whatever it is, it's, it's, like irritated every time I walk with any type of boot or shoe on. So I've just been trying to let that heal so that when I do get back home, I can, you know, run full force. So, and it's fine. I, I like taking this time off this, this, this time of year. Um, I think it's good for my body. To just get a rest, uh, you know, just do something different. That way when I, you know, go back after January, I kind of shock it back into, you know, lots of activities. So so I'm, I'm consciously deciding to just slow down. Um, you know, I might do, again, some more push-ups. I might do some yoga, but, but nothing too major. Uh, we did pick up some Pat's Pizza on the way home from the airport. Pat's Pizza is one of my favorite pizza places here in Maine. We don't have a lot of good pizza places, but Pat's is one of them. They used to have a location right in Augusta, where I'm from, but now they don't. So they closed that that. Uh, location down. So now we have to stop in like Yarmouth as we're driving back from the Portland airport. So I got a sausage and onion pizza and it was, I don't know, they, they, they have a new type of sausage. It's a spicy sausage and it's flat, larger pieces, like the really thin sliced, like uncured flat pieces that are really delicious. So I thoroughly enjoyed this pizza. We got home and my mom and I had a glass of wine and some salad on the side. So that was really nice. And we caught up and actually we drank some, something called rosé cider. It was sparkling. It was kind of like a, like a beer, but like a cider. And it had, it was like a rosé flavor. So it was interesting. My brother had given it to my mom and 
we drank it. It was, it was, it was interesting. It was actually pretty good. I do like a rosé. Um, I don't love carbonation in my beverages, but that was, that was actually pretty good. And of course my mom is the best cook in the world and she makes all kinds of really yummy things around this time. I mean, this year she's actually getting back to, to working a little bit. So she's, uh, she took on the job of the CEO of a big mental health agency here in Maine. So she's, um, she's, she's much busier than she normally is this time of year, but she did have time to make some Needham's and some chocolate peanut butter balls that I'm literally obsessed with. They're these peanut butter balls that are covered in butterscotch and they've got Rice Krispies and oh, I love these things. I'm just, I can't get enough of them. I did post um, a picture of one on my Instagram in case anyone wants to follow me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. You can check out all the delicious food I'm eating on my podcast, on my Instagram. And so I've been eating those and uh, she did pick up some standard bakery for me. She picked up one of those prosciutto and assaggio croissants that I'm obsessed with. And oh, I just, this, this croissant is so good. I, I microwave it just for a couple seconds to warm it up and mm, it's so good. It's flaky. It's buttery. I just, the, the, I love pastry. Pastry is probably my favorite indulgence in the world. And she also got, they have the best oatmeal cookies too. So I had oatmeal cookie, actually I had two oatmeal cookies and the, she got some chocolate chip ones. I did have a little bite of the chocolate chip one, but it had nothing on the oatmeal cookie and the croissant. So I stuck to the oatmeal cookie ones. Uh, and then we met my sister for a delicious brunch at this beautiful inn. It's called Craigmere Inn by the Sea and they have a restaurant. She's friends with the chef. And like I said, my sister's like this influencer in Maine and you can follow her at your main concierge. And so everywhere we go, she gets totally hooked up. And usually they're sending us, you know, free dishes, free tastings, and it's, it's a good time. So, you know, I was with my mom and my sister and my mom drove us and my sister had a lot of work to do that day. So normally my sister loves to booze with me, but she was being responsible that day and try, try not to drink early. So as soon as we sit down, like I wasn't planning on ordering any alcohol, but the chef sent over three Proseccos with this little raspberry dollop in it. And so basically I drank all three. <laughs> they didn't want to drink. I'm like, I'll take them. So I got basically trashed at brunch. Um, she ordered a non-alcoholic um, Bloody Mary, which I'm not going to drink Bloody Mary unless it has vodka in it personally, but it did look good. It had bacon in it. And so she had that. I drank most of her um, sparkling cider. And then we, so I was looking at this wild mushroom strudel on the menu because I, if any, again, if anybody listens to my podcast, you'll remember that recently when I was leaving Portland, Maine, the last time I came here, I had the most delicious mushroom bisque. Oh, so good. So if there's a delicious look sounding mushroom dish on the menu, I'll probably be tempted to order it. And then of course you pair it with the word strudel, strudel, hello, pastry. Um, yes, yes, please. And so I was, I was like, I think I'm going to get the mushroom strudel. And my sister was like, oh, I was going to get that. She's like, but I was also looking at the chicken and waffles. And I'm like, well, that's what I was looking at too. So we decided to both order those. Well, I ordered the mushroom strudel. She ordered the chicken and waffles and we split it. Um, now, here's the thing. Every time I see chicken and waffles on the menu, I'm always tempted to order it. However, every time I've 
ever gotten chicken and waffles, I've never been thoroughly satisfied with the meal. Now, why is that? You'd think crazy, right? Waffles are delicious. Fried chicken, delicious. I don't know. You know, and I love a salty sweet moment. Now, this one had, so what we should have done is ordered the, um, the syrup on the side because it came doused in the syrup and I like to be in control of my syrup. So, and I also, you know, I like a bite of the salty chicken and then a bite of the sweet waffle. And I want one and then I want the others followed shortly after. That way I get a saltiness by itself and then add in the sweetness. Now, this one had it, the, the chicken was doused in the, in the, um, in the, why can I remember this word? <laughs> in the, I want to say gravy, but it's syrup. And I just can't pull that word from my brain. Word retrieval is struggling right now. But anyway, so yeah, it was doused in the syrup. And so, you know, everything was sweet. And I'm like, eh. And they, and they also had these delicious hash browns, which as soon as I saw that the hash browns were sitting in the syrup, I'm like, no, because I really wanted these hash browns. So I scraped the hash browns over into another dish and managed to salvage the top of them so that I could put some hot sauce on them. If it had been up to me, I would have had the hash browns and the chicken on a separate plate so I could put lots of salt and hot sauce on it and then taken a bite of the chicken with the hash brown and then a bite of the waffle. That would have been ideal for me. But instead, everything had the syrup on it. So, and then with the chicken, I don't know. There's a lot of times when you get chicken and waffles, it's a really thick piece of chicken. And I'm a person that likes a thinner like filet of chicken or like a pounded out chicken where it's thin and crispy. So I'm very particular, as you can tell. So, I mean, it was, it, it tasted good and the, the waffles were kind of hard. I don't know. I, it was good. It's just that when you order, when I order something like chicken and waffles, I expect it to like blow my mind. And for some reason, no matter where I've ordered it, it's never quite as delicious as I want it to be. Um, and that's not a reflection on the chef. The chef was excellent, but it's just, it's just that dish. It, it promises something that it doesn't quite deliver in my humble opinion. So we had that. And then the mushroom strudel was, it was pretty good. I, it, you know, it wasn't, I didn't know what I was expecting. I honestly had no preconceived notion of what it could be. Uh, and it was good. I, you know, I wouldn't or I wouldn't go and order it again, but I, it was, it was an interesting new flavor and dish that I'd never experienced before. And I, and I do, I do like that. So, um, so we got that and my sister gave us some early Christmas presents. Her roommate had, um, made us this boozy eggnog to take home, which was really nice. We had a little bit of that the other night. It was really good. Very, very sweet. And then she also brought us some ruckus donuts. Now, if any of you have not seen ruckus donuts, immediately go to my Instagram and check them out. They are these huge, massive gourmet donuts. They are beautiful. They win awards. My sister got me this ugly Christmas sweater, sweater uh, ugly Christmas sweater donut. That one was the most delicious. It was really like had all kinds of like crazy decorations and colors on it. And it was, it was a glazed donut with nice thick icing on it. She got us a maple donut that tasted like it had a little pumpkin in the icing. 
That was good. This um, chocolate one that was like a chocolate and uh, had some sort of like crushed peppermint, um, like crushed candy cane in it. Now that one supposedly won an award. I personally thought that the ugly Christmas sweater one was more delicious, but that, but that one was good too. And then she got us a plain glaze, which was, which was pretty good. The thicker the icing, the better. So I like the ugly Christmas sweater one. So that was the donuts. And, um, if anyone hasn't tried them, Ruckus Donuts is located in Rockland, Maine. So I do suggest that you go check it out. Uh, and then besides that, we, I visited some family friends. I went to visit my good friends, Donald and Susan. Um, they were like really best friends with my dad, my Nana. And so it's nice, you know, I, I get to hear kind of like some old stories about my grandparents and I don't know, Susan is just able to fill in some blanks that I don't remember. And I was sharing my struggles with my business and, you know, she, cause my dad and my, my grandfather were very entrepreneurial and they owned restaurants all over. Well, my grandparents owned restaurants all over New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And their last one was in Augusta. And my dad also worked in there. And, um, and then they opened a veal farm with some business partners. And I, I don't, I didn't know a lot about that veal farm. And I know a lot of people have problems with veal anyway you know, my, my dad and my grandfather hunted and used all the parts of the animal. So it was very much in their core competency. But, um, you know, I didn't, I knew that they, I knew that they did go bankrupt and I, I didn't really know all the, the, the background to it. My Susan was telling me some of the story that they had, they had been very successful at first. And then I guess they tried to go down into the other markets like Boston and New York and, and I guess the mafia was kind of involved and, and running them out of town. And I don't know, it was very dramatic. And I, I guess they got screwed over by some business partners. And I guess it got really ugly. And it, it's just interesting for me to hear about this now because, you know, here I am fighting this court battle and, you know, against this big conglomerate that's trying to shut us down. And, you know, and to hear that, and obviously, as a child, I, I wasn't aware of all the struggles that my family was going through. I, I did know that there was stress. I knew that there was business stress. I knew that they were going through stuff. But of course, you know, you're so young and you don't really you don't really understand it all. But, you know, to hear it from Susan's perspective was, you know, it was just it was interesting. Um, and then and Donald. So Donald Donald has uh, this huge ham radio. He's like a big like tech guy and has had, you know, he was in the Navy and is really good with all that stuff. He gave me this professional microphone to use and this really nice stand. So I'm using the stand right now. I did try to use the microphone, but I think it was missing an attachment. So I wasn't able to use that. Um, but that was really nice of him. So I did get some other new podcasting equipment. So hopefully you'll hear some new sounds and some different things coming from me very soon. Um, so yeah, I guess that's basically, uh, my recap so far. We are heading into Christmas and Christmas Eve very soon. Uh, we have a bunch of Christmas holiday traditions. Um, so my sister and her boyfriend and my brother and her, his girlfriend will come over on Christmas Eve. They'll all spend the night here. We'll have a bunch of food. We'll have some friends over, some neighbors, We'll drink good wine. We'll have a big charcuterie tray. I'll make shrimp guido with lots of garlic butter. My mom's going to make these sliders. Like I think it's like pulled pork sliders with 
um, some other yummy stuff. Uh, she made a bunch of Christmas cookies, and so it'll be lots of eating and talking and socializing, and it'll be really fun. And then Christmas Day, we get up, and we have a big breakfast and open our gifts, and then my sister and I make a big Italian meal um, after, so for the for the for the actual main holiday. So I'll talk more about that in my next episode. I did think it was really funny. Uh, I was listening to a Taylor Strucker show recently, and Andrea Lathenthal from People was on there, and she was saying how she's nervous because she's going to spend the holiday with her husband's family, and she's like, I'm really nervous that there isn't going to be enough food because he's not Jewish. And, and so she was talking about how she like has this food panic. She's like, one year they didn't even have dessert. And so she like goes and, and go does a little shopping and, and creates this little food bag that she can have like, you know, some Twizzlers and some chocolate pretzels and some other sweets and treats. And she keeps it kind of tucked away so that, you know, if she's stressed or she needs just a break from everyone, she'll go and she'll nibble. She's like, I don't know. She's like, I was raised in a family that had lots of snacks at all times. And, you know, and she's like, not all families are like that. And so she's like, rather than be rude, she's like, I'd rather just, you know, take care of myself, you know, have a little food bag that I can hide out and have a little nosh and, and go back to the festivities. And then Taylor was telling this hilarious story of how, you know, she totally relates. And she's like, yeah, she's like when when Tay's, when her wife's family is, is visiting and she's like, I don't even feel like in my own home I can go like downstairs and munch in the kitchen like I normally do. And and she was telling this story about how she was staying with a boyfriend's family one like a long time ago. And, you know, they separated them and she had to like sleep in the this little like side room next to the kitchen. And she like snuck out to eat late at night and she was eating bread and cheese. And the, the, she's like his dad walked in on her. She's like, I was so ashamed. She's like, I felt like I got caught like masturbating in the corner. She's like, oh, she's like the shock and the horror of getting caught eating at night secretly. And I just thought that was so funny and so relatable because I don't know if anyone else out there is like likes to like secretly eat and, and, you know, get snacks and hide away and just have your own moment. I don't know. There's just something very pleasurable about that. That's very shameful if you get caught. And I, I just related to that so much and I just thought it was hilarious. So I didn't, I didn't want to do a full episode on that, but uh, you can listen to Taylor Strucker on, on Patreon, and it was a very, very, very funny episode. So now I am going to get into my review of Scamfluencers. I hope all of you have, well, when you hear this, it'll be um, past Christmas. So I hope all of you had a wonderful Christmas holiday and are getting ready for a fabulous new year. Hopefully 2023 will be a much better year. You know, I still haven't had my, I still haven't gotten my results from arbitration. So I still have tomorrow. Who knows if this judge is actually working now, but I'm hoping that I get my results before Christmas. I will say this will be, you know, very full circle. I remember this time last year 
was when, and it was after Christmas, I remember I was standing in my kitchen and that was when I got the news that the that our dispensary partner that we had been partnered with for five years had been acquired by this massive cannabis conglomerate. And I remember I was saying to this attorney that called me to tell me, I'm like, okay, do we have to be concerned about this? And he's like, oh no. He's like, oh no, you're, you know, you have the operating agreement in place and that'll protect you. And so I felt good that the contract that we had in place, like we had a solid agreement for two years. And lo and behold, you know, I get back from the holiday. I, you know, I flew back in January and not even a month later, they shut us down. And here we are, you know, trying to get our, still trying to collect damages from that. And it's now been a full year. So it's, it's kind of crazy how much time has flown, you know, think back about where I was this time last year. I mean, we were in a great place financially, business-wise this time last year, and now, you know, to, to think back at how stressful and terrible this, this 2022 has been, I am absolutely ready for a fresh start in 2023. I am manifesting. I am creating my vision board. I may do this daily stoic, um, you know, new year, new you challenge. I'm going to kind of look into that and see what it entails because I do want 2023 to be like wildly different than my 2022. And I know a lot of, a lot of it I will be in control of. So, you know, regardless of what happens with this arbitration, you know, I am planning on, you know, trying to focus on what I can control, you know, finding grit, you know, being grateful, finding gratitude in, in small moments, finding joy, you know, all the important things in life. And so, you know, I hope all of you are getting prepared for next year and are thinking about, you know, what positive changes you want to make and, you know, who we want to be in the new year. I mean, I truly believe that, you know, we can change who we are. We can change, you know, aspects about ourselves. We can be a better version of who we are in any moment. And so, you know, I'm planning on making some small improvements in the new year and, um, you know, I'll share those as I, I start to think more about them and start to, you know, plan them out a little bit more. But um, anyway, I hope all of you have a happy holiday and happy new year and stay tuned for a Scamfluencer review. All right, so now let's get into the review of Scamfluencers. And Scamfluencers is an Amazon-owned podcast, I believe. It's got professional writers on it. And this one is called The Fitness Faker. So, of course, this stood out to me immediately because it involves fraud. So the Scamfluencers podcast is a really good one. If any of you like stories about greed and about you know, people that rip other people off. I personally have been scammed a couple times in my life, which is very embarrassing, but it happens to the best of us. And, um, and, you know, I'm just fascinated by people that are willing to do that to other people, just completely rip them off for, for financial gain with no care to how it affects them. So I'm really obsessed with shows like American Greed and, of course, all the Jen Shaw stories and all the, you know, fraud things on on Bravo. And this one, of course, had to do with fitness and nutrition. So 
I was automatically in. So this is about this um, fitness influencer called Brittany, who's named Brittany Dawn. And the story starts uh, at a fit convention in Los Angeles back in 2019. And you're introduced to Brittany Dawn. uh, And it says she has, she's working this booth for a friend at this fitness convention. And it introduces her saying that she has an online coaching business with over 5,000 customers. And you see this man approach her while you hear about a man approaching her. And in this, you know, Southern drawl, he goes, hey, you look real familiar. Yeah, you look like someone who stole my daughter's money. And you just hear this girl because it's it's you actually hear the live person doing this because this was an actual video that was made and you just hear Brittany being like oh my god are you serious and he's like yeah and so then it so then the story you know cuts back to seven years earlier and her her real name is actually Brittany Dawn Davis and she was about to do a bikini contest and she actually did place Uh, in a good position with that contest. She plays six out of 40 girls. And, you know, from the outside, the hosts kind of introduce her as looking good, but say that she's struggling with an eating disorder. And so her story is she had gained a bunch of weight in college, but then she started working out. She started losing a little weight. She started feeling better. And then she ended up having to move home and she bought a scale and became obsessed with her weight. And she ended up losing a ton of weight. She starved herself. She started working out obsessively. She whittled herself down to 110 pounds. And then she discovered bikini contests, which made her eating disorder even worse. She was so restrictive. And remember, the bikini contests are like muscle building contests, but they're they're a little bit softer. They're not, you know, you're not supposed to be as jacked as you are in the full, um, you know, muscle building contest. It's more, it's, it's for women that don't want to be like full, like, you know, bodybuilder status. <clears throat> and so, but they're still very, very muscular. So because of this bikini contest, she ended up restricting so much that she even restricted her water. And, and that is common. Like I've gone to a couple bodybuilding shows. One of my friends have competed and some of them, I remember they wouldn't drink water, but they would then take a shot of like vodka or something to, to really dehydrate them and make their veins stand out while they were posing. So yeah, pretty, the, uh, the bodybuilder world is a very extreme world full of eating disorders and other disordered behaviors for sure. Um, now that's not to say there aren't really healthy people that do it as well, but, um, so, so they talk about how she was so restrictive. She, that she had restricted so much water that when she went out to eat after the contest, she started just gulping down water because she was so thirsty. And so, you know, if any of you have ever known fitness people, you know, that do these contests, you know, they're so, so, so restrictive. I mean, all the guys that used to do these contests at my gym where I used to work, they would o- they would basically eat the same thing over and over and over and over again. It would be chicken with sweet potatoes and either spinach or broccoli. Uh, and, 
And they would eat, of course, oatmeal. They would do their high-protein shakes. Very lean foods and very boring, very bland. And then after they're done with their contest, because they've been so restricted so long, usually you go out to eat, you just you know, binge on pizza and all the decadent, indulgent food that you've been restricting yourself from. And and of course, it's normal to gain weight from that, right? Like to kind of bounce back, rebound is the technical term they call it. Um, and, and, you know, bodybuilders with a healthy state of mind expect it. And that's just, you know, part of their process. But for her, you know, when she went to a restaurant and then bounced back and gained like a lot of weight from that, she freaked out. And she became so distraught that she then stopped working out completely. She started binging on food. She ended up gaining 25 pounds in a week and then proceeded to then starve herself binge again. She, so she she did that binging, restricting cycle for the next two years. And it was just brutal on her body and her mind. And it is, it's, it's terrible to, you know, go up and down like that. It's just not good for your health. So then after two years from her first competition, um, she was still in training. She was watching her food, but she ended up ordering sushi, completely guilt-free. And now she's working with a new coach that teaches her flexible dieting. So she went from this cookie cutter meal plan way of eating to sensible eating and choices, a lot more balanced, eating enough, um, you know, and, and this way of eating, this flexible dieting just completely changed her life. And and I, I went actually, you know, went and found her Instagram and scrolled back to um, you know, the early pictures of of her when she was, you know, just beginning. And there's a ton of pictures. I mean, she's ripped, 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 like very, very, very muscular. But there's a lot of pictures of pizza. There's a lot of pictures of donuts. And, um, you know, and so, but, but then she talks about like the flexible dieting. So I'm assuming it's, you know, just the fact that she's so muscular and works out so consistently, she can eat these foods and not gain a lot of weight as long as she's eating, you know, the majority nutritionally or, or you know, in a nutritious manner. And then also having these indulgent things every once in a while, just like most people can do. And so, so then, so she just feels like she's figured it out. She's like, this is the, this is how I want to look. This is the body I want. Now I can enjoy these more indulgent foods. Flexible dieting has changed my life. And so in 2013, you know, she's 23 years old. She's feeling her best. She's got the body and the confidence she's always wanted. And so she joins Instagram, which is, you know, just starting out at the time. And she starts talking about her flexible dieting. She starts talking about her bikini competition. And so she starts a personal training business. Now, I don't think she ever actually got certified as a personal trainer. It doesn't say that anywhere. And I read some articles about this and I, you know, listened to the podcast and I didn't I didn't see anything about, you know, getting like an ACE certification or uh, I think there's like NCI. A or something like that, um, or NCIM. But uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a few programs out there that were the standard of personal trainers at Equinox. And, you know, Equinox would only take the top two, which I think it was NCIA. It could be, it, it could be a different acronym, but 
Um, but Ace was one of them as well. So I think she just started a training business just because she's in shape and people believe that she could help them get in shape. Um, so she ends up getting a couple clients. She starts, but she's really focused on building her Instagram profile to be a fitness influencer. She goes blonde. She starts posting images that are more sexy. And, but then she also starts taking advantage of that trend that's like all about like, so, so she's basically posting, you know, very like skinny pictures of herself, like her body, like very thin and in like a societally approved body, but then posting captions like screw skinny, let's get strong. Food doesn't have to be the enemy. And she'd be, you know, taking pictures of Oreos and, and pizza and, and then, you know, saying things like too short, too small, too tall. We don't have to fit into society's molds. Meanwhile, that's exactly the way she's presenting herself. Now, we can all present ourselves the way that we want. The hosts really pointed out that that she was the that her the the captions and the images that were being portrayed were not really matching. It's like you're posting these skinny societally approved pictures all made up, fake eyelashes, like full makeup but saying, oh, I don't have to fit into society's norms. So it's just, it was a little bit contradictory. I think that's what the hosts are pointing out. Um, and then she starts opening up about her recovery with anorexia and that she, you know, she says she's two years in recovery. And so she starts talking about, you know, keep pushing, keep fighting. You know, she talks about her love life. She's been with her, you know, this high school sweetheart and best friend, Zach, that she ends up um, you know, just, just posting a lot about and documents her love. So then in 2014, her personal training business is growing and now she's online coaching. So now she has a big following and she starts selling, uh, selling like fitness packages and coaching packages. And they range anywhere from 90 to $300. And, what she's promising in these packages is unlimited access to Brittany Dawn, personalized coaching, personalized food plans that will help you hit your goals and get there. And, and it's, you know, tailored to your individual needs. So, so she's pr making these promises. She's selling these packages, but then she starts to realize that she's over promised and that the online coaching is way more work than she thought. Um, and I, I, it's funny because when I was listening to this, I started thinking like, wow, she's not really charging that much for personalized coaching. Because when we, I mean, what, that's what we did when I was in the weight loss industry. We did personal coaching and our clients would come in anywhere from one to three times a week. They were supposed to come in three times a week and they would sit down one-on-one -on -one with a counselor and talk about their progress, talk about their challenges, but they would be spending typically, typically they'd be spending thousands of dollars on their entire program, which also included, you know, protein supplements. But, um, but you know, that was thousands of dollars. And then this other time, not too long ago, actually, I was just looking to potentially make a little bit of side money because of this whole court case thing. And I was interviewing with this, um, this company, I was looking for just like some remote sales that I could do from home that, you know, something that I am passionate about. And so I was, I was looking into this online coaching program. It was like personal training, 
similar maybe to what <laughs> Brittany was promising, but you know, these were certified personal trainers. They actually used to work at Equinox. I, you know, when we, when we were in the interview process, I was kind of, um, chatting with them about, you know, their experience at Equinox. We knew some of the same people, uh, and their packages. Now they would also tailor like a fitness and I believe they offered some nutritional counseling. It was probably a higher cost package, but it was, it was going to be thousands of dollars. Um, and they, I never really got to the point where, you know, I, I didn't continue on with the interview process, but, you know, they wanted thousands of dollars for, and, and with this program, what I learned is you would only meet once a month with, you know, one-on-one with a coach. I'm sure they tailored the program to the client a lot better than what Brittany did. But again, it's thousands of dollars and, and these clients were only going to get, a one-on-one session once a month. Now, I personally didn't think that that was going to be worth it for this specific, <clears throat> you know, fitness program that um, I was looking into because, you know, one one one-on-one visit once a month is not enough, in my opinion. Like you, you at least need once a week because people need accountability and and they also have challenges that they need to talk to so, uh, along the way. So. When I heard that, when I first heard that she was only charging, you know, two, three hundred dollars for some of these packages, I'm like, and and she's promising unlimited access to her. Duh, she's very much overpromised. So I could tell that right from the beginning. And then it details just how bad it got for her clients. I mean, it's it's pretty brutal once you hear the details. So so now her, she, so, okay. So then it, it talks about how she, like, this becomes her main thing. Like the online coaching, that becomes like her main source of income and, and really what she's promoting to her, you know, 400,000 followers on Instagram. So, so now the story switches to this girl who is scrolling through Instagram. Her name's Corey Real. And she wants to improve her diet. She wants to get in shape. And unfortunately, she just can't find a good personal trainer where she lives in Wisconsin. So she's inspired by Brittany's story. You know, she sees Brittany's pictures, like taking mirror selfies, looking so happy, eating pie and turkey without having to track it. And and Corey actually did have an eating disorder herself in the past, but she really feels like she connects with Brittany. And, you know, the images really resonate with her. So she ends up paying $115 for an eating plan that was supposed to be personalized. But immediately, once she got the program, she was like, whoa, she's like, this is not personalized. She realized that she just got this generic program. And but she still tried it. She ended up but she ended up gaining nine pounds on it. And so she reached out for help, you know, just like she was promised she could. And she ends up getting this generic response, not at all what she was promised when she purchased the package. And she's just struggling more than ever with her eating disorder. So so that's just one example of one of the clients that she made these false promises to. And it's a dangerous situation, obviously, because this girl had an eating disorder and she built she felt she could trust Brittany because just from the images on Instagram. So now the story goes back to Britt. 
So it, it kind of talks about how for the next few years, she gets super busy. She, she now has grown her clientele to 1,500 people. She starts a YouTube channel. She marries her high school sweetheart, Zach. They take a honeymoon to Hawaii. They're posting all about it. And so then fast forward to 2016, she's sharing her typical day on her YouTube and on her you know video vlogs. And so she starts talking about how at 1 p.m. she starts filming her vlog. She starts her day with oatmeal and some berries with some egg whites and cauliflower and peanut butter. Few hours later, she has some eggs with spinach and three pieces of toast, probably gluten free. And then she she films herself responding to clients, which probably wasn't personalized. She's probably just copying and pasting and even just including like, hi, you know, those those generic templates that say, hi, XXX, and you're supposed to put the person's name in there and like delete the X's. I've had pe- like spam people send me the X's. This also happened to some of her clients. She would send emails that had, hi, XXX, thank you for joining the Brittany Dawn weight loss program. It's like, wow. You know, imagine like you pay money and then you get a generic email that doesn't even have your name in it that's supposed to be personalized to you. I mean, that's like, you can't get a bigger red flag than that. Um, and so, you know, so what becomes very clear is that she's way more interested in building her Instagram following than actually helping people. And now she's grown her following to over 400,000 on Instagram and over 50,000 people on her YouTube channel. So she's realizing, though, that she's, you know, she's grown her, you know, when you have 400,000 followers on Instagram and you promote something, you get results from it, right? You're, you're influencing people. So you will get sales from that. And 1,500 clients. So she starts, so she ends up doing this video where she's hinting that her clients aren't getting the results that they're looking for. And she's like, we'll talk soon about that. And so, um, So then the story switches to another woman who also really did not have good results. Her name's Melina Brunson. She's a mom, also in school. She's at U University of Texas at Dallas, and she wants to start prioritizing her health. She, she's a single mom, I believe, and she ends up paying $250 for Brittany's plan, but she wasn't getting results or losing weight. So she ended up texting Brittany because apparently Brittany did. That was part of what she offered was just, hey, reach out to me. Here's my phone number. But she didn't get answers for days. And then when she did get a response, all it said was, girl, you're doing great. <laughs> you imagine? I'd be like, um, F you. And then there was another story about a fitness beginner who almost passed out because she wasn't getting enough nutrients. She also reached out to Brittany for help and didn't get a response at all. Then it talks about another story about a girl. This is probably the worst one, except for the first one that I talked about. This is another girl who was very clear about having an eating disorder. She had really bad body image issues. She was already underweight. And she said what she wrote in her onboarding email is that she wanted to start gaining some weight back by incorporating more calories. However, then when she got the email with her program, 
Brittany had disregarded all of that very pertinent information and had put her on a weight loss program with even fewer calories than before. I mean, now that is where you're really harming someone's health. So she had ended up, she had started a Facebook group, like a support group, but instead of everyone supporting each other, they were just complaining about how there was no personalization. They weren't getting any results. They all had the same plan. It's not working. Anytime they say anything about her, they end up getting blocked. So she's just denying their messages. So in 2018, all of the disgruntled people that she had screwed over, they started their own Facebook group called Brittany Dawn Fitness Complaints. And that ended up growing to over 4,000 people. You know, disgruntled people are flooding her Yelp, complaining about her. 15,000 people signed a change.org petition to stop her fraud. And then on top of this, her personal life is also starting to unravel. Her and her longtime love, Zach, get a divorce. Um, And, you know, she's posting about fighting negativity. And, you know, she still has very loyal followers where all this bullshit seems to work on them. Uh, She actually achieves a million views on a video that she posts on her YouTube channel called Eating for Fat Loss. And and all that was was just her working out and eating bland food. The hosts of this were like, uh, how did that get so many views? There's like no secret that she's sharing. It's just torturing yourself and eating gross, gross, bland food. And so, so, you know, when you when you develop that kind of following and you do have a hot topic like fat loss, you're probably going to get some views. So then fast forward back to that fit convention and February, 2019. And it talks about this comedian, Cassidy Campbell, who had gained his notoriety with stuff like man on the street, but his most famous character was this character called Chester, the Trumper. And he, he ended up, you know, dressing as that character and he went to the fit expo so he could troll the crowd he would yell offensive comments to people and and you know just walk away from it and then he went up to Brittany, and that's that was him saying this girl looks you know you look like you stole 200 dollars from my daughter so he ended up putting together a video of comments from the facebook group exposing her fraud all the dangerous recommendations that she was making and I actually don't know if his his actual daughter was the person. What I don't know if it was his daughter that actually got victimized or whether he just picked up on the fact that this girl was a fraud and that there's a lot of people commenting on her. It didn't really talk about that, but um, I would imagine that maybe his daughter did. But anyway, the video he made of her, and I'm sure it took some time to put this video together. So I'm imagining that his daughter was actually screwed over. So this this video ended up going viral and it and it sparked the 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 start of her downfall. And so after that video drops, Brittany makes a public statement. She's like, I'm here with my heart on my sleeve. You know, I just want to apologize to anyone who feels that I scammed them. You know, I'm just a human with a big heart who did things to the best of her ability. Um oh and here's a link to purchase my book. <laughs> so it's like you know, she's still selling to people, even though she realizes that people actually feel like she's scammed them. 
And she doesn't seem to be aware of the harm that she's doing to really sick people with eating disorders. But, you know, she's just kind of pushing through the negativity and just continuing on as if nothing's wrong. And, you know, apparently when people would ask her for a refund, she would only offer them a partial refund and only if they signed an NDA. Um, And so Melina ends up going on uh, Good Morning America to share her story Uh, Brittany also went on Good Morning America to share her story and it didn't go over well because, you know, she was just kind of on there being like, you know, I'm really just doing the best I can and, you know, and, and posting about her resilience and posting about how, you know, people are negative towards her. But her victims keep demanding their money. They they don't believe her bullshit anymore. They're, they're just like, hey, you still ripped me off. Can I get my money back? And so then Brittany announces that she's just completely taking a social media break. She's gone for almost a month. And then she comes back holding a tiny little dog in a yoga studio saying she's completely changed. So she she now is here to reintroduce herself. And she can't really be the same fitness influencer that she was before. She realizes that, you know, she's now getting in trouble for fraud. And so now she starts posting about Jesus. And now that's basically like how she's changing her persona and her image. She's now going to be a faith-based influencer. And so she marries a new guy. This guy has tatted up sleeves. And apparently he's an ex-cop that had to leave the force due to excessive force. And I researched that a little bit more. He was sued by the ACLU for excessive use of force on a black man. Sounds like a real winner, Britt. And and I, I when you look them up on Instagram, it's, you know, he, he looks like, he looks like a, an ex-cop that's being sued by the ACLU. Let's just put it that way. Um, it's so funny when, you know, you, you see these, these women online that are like trying to be influencers and that are like dragging their husbands in and, and some of their husbands are like into it. They're like dancing in the background, they're performing. And then there's the people that are just don't look like they fit. They're like participating, but they just look so awkward. Now he's participating He's not like fighting it like my boyfriend would. My boyfriend, if you've ever seen him on one of my videos, he's usually yelling penis in the background or some other foul language to try to get me to stop, stop including him. So my, my boyfriend is the exact opposite, does not want to be filmed, does not want to be included in any of these videos. I do force him sometimes and video him against his will, which he appreciates, but it's usually a, a beer video. So that, that makes him a little bit more accepting, but, um, but, you know, she's now, it's so funny because one of the posts that she did on Instagram of her and her man, it starts talking about how, you know, we decided to have sex before marriage and that's okay. That's a decision that we made because we're so close and even, and Jesus accepts that. It's like, okay, like you choose which, you know, you know, spiritual guidance you're going to listen to. Um, and look, I, look, there's... 
anybody that's trying to be perfect, whether it's for religion or for a diet, or for, that's just a recipe for disaster. I think I think where she's gotten into trouble is that you know what she's posting. People want authenticity, right? And I think the beginning stages of Instagram was all about these perfect profile images and these perfectly, you know, landscaped yards and perfectly coiffed images and. You know, and now it's like there was a huge backlash to that. And it's like, let's be real. Let's put out realness on Instagram. And and overall, you do want authenticity from whoever you're you're talking to. You know, like Lauren from the Skinny Confidential, she puts out a perfectly quaffed image. I, I think she probably but she also posts like, you know, her after, you know, facial surgery and, you know, with her chin strap on. So there's some realness even with, you know, the the kind of perfectly imagined thing. But I think I think the backlash for her was, you know, the fitness influencer, people not getting results. And then just now that she's in trouble, completely switching it to some faith-based you know, religious profile where you're talking about having sex pre-marriage with your soon-to-be husband who, you know, seems like he might have some racist tendencies against Black people. Uh, Not very Christian. So, you know, and again, more power to anyone that, that practices faith. I'm personally not religious. I am someone who is more spiritual. Like, I do believe there's something out there in the afterlife. I just don't know exactly what it is. Um, and But I do respect anybody that has strong religious beliefs. I, I absolutely respect those. I don't like people that try to preach it uh, and try to... And I really hate like false misrepresentations like the Chrisleys. The Chrisleys are all like, you know, Jesus this and Jesus that. And meanwhile, they're defrauding banks and you know, just there's just so many hypocritical people out there. So anyway, so now now she's a Jesus supporter and it's all about her faith. And it's just it's I mean, it's it's not my cup of tea. Let me just put it that way. I get I, I again, I respect people that that post about their faith or that just are, you know, religious people. But I do not want to listen to it or watch it or be subjected to it. So her posts now were like, just make me cringe. Um, so yeah, so she marries this new guy. And now she's selling like praying packages. You know, get bra- baptized by Brit. Jesus retreats. You know, just all of these new ways of selling people in a way that she doesn't have to be responsible for the outcomes. And so so now though she's facing a lawsuit. So she got sued in 2022, actually recently, so February 2022 when my whole debacle started. Um she was sued by the state of Texas for violating the Consumer Protections Act. She was sued under that act. She's being sued for false and misleading advertisement, um, false advertisement of education for people with eating disorders, and for having no specialized training, but for purporting that. Uh, No checking or monitoring of her clients. So basically, you know, 
fraud for you know selling over over promising and not actually producing the services that she sold that, that for which she sold those those amounts for so she's set to go to trial in 2023 she could have to pay up to a million dollars in damages but she's still big on TikTok. She's still big on Instagram. Um, you can follow her. I think it's like Real Britney Dawn, B Real and Britney B R I T T N E Y D A W N. Um, and she's you know she's waiting for her sentencing. So you know she's probably a tortured soul just like I am, <laughs> waiting for my outcomes. Uh, but the hosts are you know the hosts kind of reflect after the story has been told just about the fact that because. You know, when when she started posting on Instagram, she was basically, you know, in her eating disorder. And, you know, people trusted because she was skinny and because she represented this what looked like health to people, but actually wasn't good health. Um, you know, she ended up attracting clients because of that. And, you know, that's just a big problem on social media is, you know, people like the flat tummy teas that were making people sick. And just a lot of, you know, diet and, and fitness influencers that are, you know, trying to, um, you know, falsely misrepresent who they are, specialized training they might have, um, and, and really just, you know, people getting tricked by the image versus the actual substance that's behind someone's, you know, education level and actually what they can provide to you. It goes way more than just superficial looks. Um, and so, you know, that's why anybody that really does want to work with somebody else for, you know, at, for coaching, you know, you'd want to work with somebody that's licensed. You want to work with somebody that truly has a certification. Um, she, and and I think a big problem too is she never took accountability. She never, I mean, she would say things like, oh, I'm so sorry. You guys think you're, I'm scamming you. But it's like, no, it's, it's, I'm sorry for misrepresenting the services that I could provide, you know? And, ugh, you know, she didn't have the expertise. She, she knew she was in over her head. She knew it, but she just kept pushing forward. I mean, I remember when I first started my, my startup company, and I would just freak out if we got a bad review or if we, you know, and I would always take time to write a paragraph and and respond to them and just, you know, let them know that I cared and I wanted them to have a good experience. And, you know, I any any business owner is going to get complaints. Typically, the people that take time to complain are people that have been wronged or felt feel like they've been wronged. And I will say too, a lot of people that that take time to write, they're ev either, you know, really angry. It, it's 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 the fewer people take time to write a positive review than take time to write a negative review. Um we get a lot of really positive reviews on our Leafly page for our cannabis company, which is great. But we also get, like the other day, we got a complaint that we, there was a, a, a promo that we did that um, there was a specific stipulation, like you you had to, in order for the coupon code to work uh, on this specific product type, you actually had to pick two different strains of flour to make the coupon code work. And usually I'll put that in small writing just to make sure that people know how to appropriately use it. And I, and I'd forgotten to do that in this instance. 
And I immediately took accountability. I'm like, I'm so sorry for the confusion. We typically write that in small writing so people are aware. Um, I apologize for, for, for not adding that small writing to this email blast. Um, you know, please let us make this up to you and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people, people just appreciate it when you take accountability, you apologize and you're like, how can we make this right? And so, um, you know, that's all people want. You know, it's just like going back to the F factor feud with Emily and Tanya. And now that Ingrid girl that was part of that is now facing a ton more fraud charges for her her product, Gangster Chic. Now, I was actually potentially going to order that Gangster Chic product, and thank God I didn't. It's it's inulin. It's this uh, it's supposed to be this Jerusalem like root fiber that's very very rare. But I have to say, I didn't really like the branding. Like, I didn't like the packaging. It was. I, I thought it was very poorly done, but I was intrigued by the product itself. And now this is a woman, if for any of you that's listened to my fed up reviews, go, if you haven't go back and listen to these, but this Ingrid person had been, had actually went to jail for fraud for doing actually, um, very similar to this. She was saying that she was going to, she was selling people clothing and then never sent the actual product. So, uh, you know, fraud. And and apparently she's doing that again with this new Gangster Chic product. So there's all this stuff that, uh, not FF, uh, EG, EG Truth 2020, that's an Instagram account that I follow that is following all the, this fraud that's happening with this Ingrid person. It's crazy. But I, I just... I don't get people that can steal money from other people. I just don't get it. I, I, how do you sleep at night? How do you rest your head and, and sleep when you're ripping other people off? So now I'm like on high alert for scams because I've fallen for them before. And of course, you know, I, I'm on some list. I, I'm on a, a scammer list where people are hitting me up. They're like, oh, this girl, this girl can be scammed. Like you can get money out of this girl. And so I constantly get these scam emails, these scam phone calls. And when I get one, I'll, I'll, I'll take time to sit there and be like, do you think your mom's proud of you? Do you think your mom is proud that you're actually trying to rip people off for money? How does that make you feel at night when you try to rest your head and go to like, I, I try to make them feel guilty. Cause I'm like, who are you? Why are you doing this? Anyway, it's, it's personal to me cause I've been scammed before. So I am very curious to hear the outcome of this case, so I will report on it once it's uh, once it's settled. Um, it sounds like it's going to trial next year, and I mean it's a state of Texas against her, so no wonder she's posting about Jesus. She's probably praying for Jesus's help to get her out of this mess. Um, and now she's adopted a foster child, and if she goes to jail, this foster child is going to have to stay with this ACLU guy or this this guy that's getting sued by the ACLU. Probably not the best person to take care of a foster child. Again, I have no, no knowledge of this person. I'm just projecting potentially incorrectly. So don't quote me on that. But um, I don't know. It's it's just it's, it's a little strange. But anyway, if you're interested, you can find her on Instagram. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed uh, podcast. 
uh, follow me at veronica.santorelli. Uh, please take time to leave a review for this podcast. Just wherever you listen to podcasts, just go ahead and leave some stars, leave a comment. That means a lot to us. Uh, if you feel so inclined, make it your Instagram story. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have.